0: Welcome to Locked On NFL, your daily podcast on the National Football League on the number one daily sports podcast network. Brian Peacock here alongside the scout, Matt Williamson. You can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. Matt is at Williamson NFL. That is the Twitter handles where these uh, Twitter Thursday questions came from. Happy Twitter Thursday. Happy draft morning for those of you who uh, are listening to this on the morning of the draft. And I hope you are because... Uh, It's going to be old tomorrow because it's draft day, and tomorrow's going to be so (laughs) fun. Uh, So many draft questions to get to today. There are some prop bets, Matt, that you're laying down some cash on, I think, that uh, we'd like to talk about. And uh, those are always fun because I think that's where you can get a big edge. I think my favorite prop bet ever, by the way, was Johnny Manziel. He was over under the third pick overall. And there was so much hype with Johnny Manziel. And I was thinking, man, are people betting that Johnny Manziel's going to go in the top three because there is zero chance he goes that high. And I thought he was going to fall even further than he actually did. But the Browns obviously made a very poor choice in going up to get him. But that's, uh, that's something else altogether. (laughs) Um, First though, before we get to Twitter Thursday, before we get to the prop bets, we talked yesterday about the Gronk thing. The news had just sort of come out where there was a rumor that it could happen and he could come back. And we thought, man, what if he just went to the bucks and, The rumor became a reality so fast yesterday in the NFL world. That was a really wild story. So this time, now that we get together, it's for real, for real. It actually happened, Gronk, to Tampa Bay. Wow, what a trade. And what what does this mean to you for both the Patriots and the Bucks?
1: Yeah, and first of all, just like yesterday, I'm going to pull back the curtain. We are recording this Wednesday around noon. So when we hung up yesterday, which is the one you listened to yesterday, this is kind of like Back to the Future that they, the Gronk thing didn't wasn't official when we were finished recording, but it sounded like it was a rumor, and I made the joke, oh, maybe they'll trade O.J. Howard for Gronk. Well, that wasn't too far off, and I don't know if Howard's safe in Tampa or not. From a Patriots perspective, oh, side note, remind me to tell you the drafts, my draft prop story, too, when we get to that point. So please remind me okay. on that one. It's a funny one. <laughs> anyway, the Patriots, I mean, he wasn't going to pay for that. He's only going to play with Brady. I mean, that's what I absolutely believe. So... They send a seven and a player that really isn't theirs. I mean, that didn't play for them last year, and they pick up a fourth. So this is a gift from above from the Patriots. I know Gronk's an all-time Pat, but he wasn't going to play for them. He's only playing with the Patriots. So they pick up a fourth-round pick just because Gronk decided to unretire. retire Good for you. I mean, that's also the Adam Troutman sweet spot, too. I mean, I bet they draft a tight end or two in that neighborhood, not necessarily with that pick. Fine. Good for the Pats. As for the Bucks. I have no idea what they're getting, first of all. I mean, sat out all last year. What kind of shape is he in? Probably not going to have many camps and things to get, quote, in football shape. Um, Was not the same player two years ago as he was for much of his career, but certainly flashed and was a really good blocker and made some plays in the Super Bowl, and he's freaking Gronk. But I think the key here is two things. First of all, I think Arians now officially is handing the keys to the car to Brady, as opposed to, hey, Tom, come do luck, Carson Palmer, Big Ben things and seven step drops and take a lot of hits. We're going to all cater to you. You know, you bring your offense with you. The other, everyone else in the building, you can teach it to us. And Gronk will be a great facilitator to help that happen bring the Patriots way, the way that people do business, the locker room present, the history, and the the on-the-field stuff on offense. So I don't know. I mean, he's not going to be on my fantasy team, but he may catch touchdowns. He may be a productive player, but I bet he brings more attitude, leadership, history with Brady, teaching tools than anything.
0: That's interesting because I was wondering because you see O.J. Howard and Cameron Brate who are already fine fits and I thought would be massive Pieces of that offense and in, in perfect fits for Brady you bring in Gronk so now one of those two guys it seems like would have to go is it Howard Probably. or is it Brady do you think uh, that or uh, Howard or Brady that you think would fit better or would be better elsewhere with that current tight end group
1: well Howard's been rumored for a while and just that just doesn't seem to have worked since he's got to Tampa since he's been with Arians in particular I kind of had high hopes that this would be his breakout year tons of ability maybe they do keep him and say hey learn from Gronk for a year and maybe you can take over the mantle as the next great tight end I tend to think he's probably gonna be gone though I mean you're really gonna keep all three of those guys
0: it's odd that the Patriots didn't really want him because I would have assumed that would have been right. a very easy thing for them to get and they they maybe wanted a cheaper fourth round version instead of a guy who's going to be very expensive and a free agent soon in Howard which is somewhat interesting
1: well, don't forget the Saban connections and maybe the fact that they didn't want him speaks volumes about O.J. Howard. Or they the, tell you what they think.
0: Well, That's true. Yeah. Uh, believe him when they tell you that. Or maybe yeah. the Bucks just thought that he was a lot more value than what they were going to get back in Gronk and said, nah, we'll just trade him somewhere else and probably get a second. Maybe. Or a maybe. Third
1: or I mean, any team that's tight end and needy right now isn't going to get one in the draft.
0: Right, yeah, and and Howard's better than every tight end in the draft, so you're still, still even absolutely. with him being a little bit of a disappointment in Tampa. Um, absolutely.
1: You don't have to pay the signing bonus, you know.
0: Real quick, do you think there's potential for a bit of a sideshow and that this could go very wrong in Tampa? My
1: worry is this offense is, like I said, Evans and Godwin and all these guys are going to have to learn a Patriots offense. Which is the right move. Cater it to Tom or don't bring him in at all. But any new offense takes a lot of time. And how much are they going to get with mini camps? And who knows what's available in terms of practice time between now and week one. And this one in particular, with all the option routes and all the read things on the fly, and they've you know the phone book of what the Patriots have been doing from a playbook perspective is harder than most. I mean, there's a reason that so many wide receivers came to New England and struggled, because they can't keep up with Tom and the system that's been in place for 20 years.
0: Yeah, Chad Johnson, one of those. His career pretty much ended right there. He's like, yeah, now this isn't going to work (laughs) in New England. Right, this is hard. And um, here's one more question. Actually, you know what? I want to tie in one of our listener Twitter Thursday questions in here to wrap up this segment. Uh, This is from Lee. And I didn't think about this. He said if COVID nineteen ends up canceling the twenty twenty NFL season, does the last year for Brady and Belichick become the biggest what if since the Bo Jackson injury?
1: Hmm. That would be a shame. I mean, obviously if the season were to get canceled, I wouldn't stop crying for a long time and it would be a shame for everyone, <laughs> right? And especially guys at the end of their career that maybe they wouldn't come back or you know, this whole Brady Belichick thing absolutely would be at the top of the list of things we wanted to see but got robbed good question
0: all right we'll get to the rest of those twitter thursday questions a little bit later let's talk prop bets next and then we'll get to the listener cues most of them about the nfl draft from an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12 pack of beers while you watch the game or the draft sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast and yeah getting those beverages on top of dinner is key. And if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what you want to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. You love food. That's why you'll love Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make life easier with grocery deliveries, convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, which is so key right now. No more late night Fast food runs, you don't have to worry about where you're going to grab lunch. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LockedOnNFL. That's code locked on NFL for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. All right, Matt, prop bets. And you also wanted me to remind you about your prop bet story.
1: <laughs> yeah. This was the year I was with the Browns. So it's the Braylon Edwards draft class uh, many moons ago. I should know that year off the top of my head, but I don't. So twenty some year, about twenty years ago,
0: that was the number t- three pick. He was a, pick? he was the
1: third pick in the third draft. Pick, okay. That was Alex Smith, and then Ronnie Brown, and then we took Braylon, who was our number one player at that point.
0: Where was Rogers so on your board? By that's the way, the era,
1: It's the Rogers year. And was we Rogers had high? a higher grade on Rogers and Smith? Okay, and so you know, so just to refresh people, how long ago? Sean Merriman was in that class, DeMarcus Ware. But anyway, my buddy had called me maybe a half hour before the draft and this was you know, draft props weren't readily available back then and we didn't have smartphones you know I, I picked up my flip phone in my office i'm like hey what's up why you call me you know i'm busy and he's like well i found all these draft preps of uh, draft props on the internet and i'm like i don't think i can tell you that stuff right that's probably top secret information he's like well just say yes no or don't touch so I kind of walked around the office for like twenty minutes on my little flip phone, and he's telling me four linebackers around one. Nah, oh, yeah, you know. In the end, he placed twelve bets, tied one, one eleven. Nice. Didn't even buy me a case of beer. <laughs> what? Oh, so, AJ, God. if you're listening, I'm still mad at you. Come on, AJ. One of my best buds. Right? He was back in Pittsburgh. Didn't even buy me a case of Labats. Insider trading. It was insider trading, but I was right. I mean, <laughs> and and they weren't as good at them back then either. I mean, right? Well, I, I remember there were several years from that day till, you know, at least 10 years ago where I didn't miss too many, you know, <laughs> like even when I wasn't in an NFL building. There's but so he many. still owes me a case of beer or a bottle of burger. Oh, he so definitely
0: owes one. you something, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's funny how 12. how different the coverage has been of the draft, and I think people get deeper down that rabbit hole, and you hear from more analysts and more people who've done it And there's more information between the college season and the draft season because back in the day, it was like, oh, man, this guy won the Heisman. This guy, you know, was a superstar. And it's unfathomable in December that someone would get drafted over Reggie Bush or that someone would get drafted over Ricky Williams. And so that's when you see those fans freak out when they're uh, at the draft and the, the six foot five. Defensive end that's like prototype gets drafted over the running back that had, you know, a Heisman trophy. And you're like, wow, how does that even happen? And fans don't really get that you're building a team there. And that's I love those reactions too. the the Ricky Williams, Donovan McNabb draft. The reactions from the Philly fans were some of the best I've ever seen. Um, and actually Reggie Bush was one we're, we could get deep down a rabbit hole of old drafts here, but Reggie Bush was one of the ones where I I'm was like, say. Oh man, this guy's Eric Metcalf. I, I wouldn't have touched him. I couldn't believe that everyone was hyping Reggie Bush so much on those USC teams where they were so good and he was yeah. making Fresno state look silly. I was like, he's not going to be doing that in the NFL. Um, <laughs> and uh, he had a nice great career.
1: point. And even like Edger and James went ahead of Ricky Williams, who on earth would want Edger and James yes. or Ricky Williams well, yeah. he's a pretty good receiver, you know?
0: Yeah, not only was Ricky Williams not number 1, but, he wasn't even the top running back that year.
1: No, right. And the Saints still gave up their whole draft for him. But the <laughs> draft prop prop the draft draft prop world has changed dramatically and you can't put a ton of money on them. They I guess they're super popular this year cuz no one can bet on hockey and NBA. There's like nothing to bet on and the better better's are losing their minds. So, I thought this would be fun. I went to my bookie and I found like 10 or 12 that I put a ducat or two on.
0: And if AJ if you're listening, Come
1: oh he's in. been bugging me every year since so <laughs> i've gotten 100 texts i make fun of him behind his back i do my other buds like okay tis the season for aj to make money off me still hasn't given me a case of beer
0: he probably hasn't listened to any episode but he'll see this run through his feed and be like oh prop bets okay let's check this one out williamson making a little definitely bit more money forward
1: to him <laughs> since he got plenty of attention here maybe
0: he will get the hint and a bottle of bourbon will show up my house one day uh well, anyway with that said yeah well let's <laughs> let's go through them what are your what are matt williamson's favorite prop bets in 2020
1: Isaiah Simmons over the 6.5 pick overall, plus 125. And from what I understand, well, through AJ, he he told me this is now like a minus 125 a couple days later. So this one's gaining steam, and I got it at the right time. I've got. And, I don't, and I'm not. These aren't all. Bet your mortgage can't lose. You're not going to win eleven to twelve of these, folks. But these are the ones I feel pretty good about.
0: Right, and you can only bet. I think of the limits a thousand on these. Is that right? Hundred on these ones. Oh, a hundred. Okay, so that's the limit. So you can't bet your mortgage yeah. even if you want to. Right,
1: but you can't. I will give you my PayPal when you win all these, folks. You want to know?
0: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, so six, I don't.
1: I think there's a chance that he right. falls past six point five. If we get three quarterbacks, Chase Young, Akuda,
0: an offensive tackle.
1: Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that far-fetched. Oh, not at all. I don't think he's going to be a giant. I don't think he's going to be a lion. So I I like my chances there.
0: 6.5 is perfect, too, because 7 is where I have him mocked. And if it got to 7, I feel a lot less comfortable. But 6.5 over, I think, is is the smart bet there. And it looks like a lot of people went with that bet if it's already It's uh, changed dramatically, yeah.
1: I mean, maybe the Chargers pass on a quarterback and grab them. I mean, uh, teams could take him, yes. but it's not a lock, but I like my chances on that. I think
0: the Giants, I can still see Gettleman not going offensive tackle and going Simmons. That, that's the first spot where I feel like, okay, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that one. But he could he could fall even further. Uh, there's a few mocks I've seen where it's like, man, he could even get into the, the early teens or, or past 10, potentially. I mean, it gets Browns. a lot more difficult because at some point some teams are going to sit there and like, look, we have this need, but this player's here, so we got to take him.
1: Right. I mean, I don't think he falls dramatically more than that, but I think he, I I like my chances on that one. This one, I don't have any insider knowledge, but I do work with the Steelers quite a bit. And at minus 120, I am betting their first choice will be a offensive player.
0: So not a big payout, but it's like. It has to happen pretty much, right?
1: I feel awfully confident. I mean, I could name you four or five defensive players that I've talked about in nauseum in my Steelers show that maybe they would consider at 49, but I really think it's going to be a receiver that falls or that top-tier running backs: Edwards, Hilaire, Akers, Acre, somebody like that. So I have no problems going minus 120 on that one.
0: I can't wait for that second round running back run because there's a lot of teams that could use them and see what order yeah. they go in and see how teams feel about those guys and and see if any of them slide into round one. Here's one for you. This is a Brian Peacock prop. I'll pay you. Okay. I'll pay you even money. Over under. Uh, Well, this isn't really an over. This is safeties versus running backs. More safeties or more Ooh. running backs in round one?
1: That's a good one because a bet I didn't make is the over under on running backs is one and a half. And I absolutely wanted to go under, but it was like minus 900 to go. I'm like, eh, I'm not like betting a million dollars to win nine bucks, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. But I probably, that's a tough one. Cause I probably go under one and a half on both those positions. Who, I guess I'd take, I think there's a better chance of running back goes than a safety, but that's a tough one. I, I think there'll be one at one at most of both.
0: I'll, you know, I'll say safety.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I don't feel strong about
0: it. No, I don't either. I,
1: if they're both one and a half, I'd like to go under, but I think the, the payout is just too minimal to make it worth your while.
0: The Joe Burrow right. one, too, is like the, the the worst payoff ever, but it's like, win a little bit. It's, it's a slam dunk.
1: Yeah, I won something, yeah. yeah. All right, next up for me, and this is one we've talked about you know, with, with our guests this week, and I'm just not believing the hype that Tua won't be the second quarterback taken. So who will be the second quarterback taken? Tua. Minus 120. I'm still in on it.
0: And that's one where you wait till the last minute because it looks like the, the Herbert side is actually growing there, right?
1: It is, it is, yeah. Um. Okay, there's another one of these. What side of the ball will Team X pick? The Bills. I say they're going to take a defensive player, and that's minus 140. Again, they pick in the middle of the second round. I think their offense is pretty well complete. I think the way that team is built and made up. It could be an edge rusher. It could be a corner. Best defensive player available. I think that's where they're going to go.
0: And they already spent their first-round pick on an offensive player,
1: basically. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. So I I like that one a lot. I don't mind paying the juice. There was two of them that are long shots that I just figured, what the heck? First running back drafted, I put very little on it, but J.K. Dobbins at plus 700. You know, what I mean like I don't think he'll be the first running back taken, but I don't think it's the craziest thing I've ever heard and if a buck wins me 7, well, okay.
0: No, I like that. There that could absolutely happen and for the yeah. payoff to be 7 to to 1, that one makes a ton of sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, is he better than Taylor or Swift? I mean, they're about the same. Um, this one was another bit of a long shot. It was oh, well, it's only plus 200. But it's back to that Tua conversation. What spot will Tua be picked? And I said he'll be the third pick overall at plus 200. I probably won't win that.
0: Plus 200. You know, I saw that one, and it was... I thought that pick four was the best bet, and I I don't remember. I don't even have the whole props list up here in front of me to find it. But pick four was the worst odds, I think, of the top five, and then there was the field. Mm-hmm. and I thought four was the one that was the biggest payoff so it was worth it because it's the smallest trade-up and maybe the, the Lions would, with their guy. yeah the, the Lions can move down one or two spots whether it's the Chargers or maybe the the Dolphins just with a small move up to to get their guy and the Lions would be asking a lot more I just thought that four was the best one because it was the biggest payout
1: yeah that I, I makes sense I mean I I thought there was a chance they'll go to three to if somebody either the Chargers or the Dolphins after second chase Young goes down, call the Lions, get the three and make sure you get your guy. But this is me kind of doubling down that two is the man, you know. I, and I could be wrong about that. His his hip might be in a mess and he might have other problems and he may fall to the Patriots and they may win six more Super Bowls with him. But I just think that that's a smoke screen and it's a total hunch by me.
0: Here we go. And they might have moved since you looked at them. I think the fourth pick is plus 850. Wow. and it might be
1: worth the putting a buck on.
0: And actually, the second pick is plus 1600.
1: That could happen. It could. I mean
0: I think it's much less likely. Plus, it's Tua. Right. And there's uh, the Peter King mock, and he's well-connected and has talked to a lot of people, including the guys who are actually making the decisions. And he had the Dolphins trading up to three for Herbert and not Tua.
1: Wow. Okay. Eh, I, mean, I I believe any of those things are possible. So those are the, the two abets are the ones I feel the least strong about.
0: I really like this, that we don't know right now because that's going to add a lot of fun and intrigue to the top of the draft with those quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, it'll tell us tons. He starts falling and be like, whoa. And even Herbert could start falling. And be like, eh, People don't like him much. what you think. Total defensive players drafted in the first round under 15 and a half. And... I just think that's a better offensive draft. I mean, I think four quarterbacks are going to go. I think four tackles are going to go, maybe more. I think four receivers at a minimum are going to go. I mean, that's 12 right there out of 32. I I think there's going to be more offensive players drafted in the first round than defensive players.
0: Oh, yeah. There's going to be at least one or two more offensive tackles, at least one, probably two, three more, maybe two or three more. Receivers as well. So, yeah. And then if the first one's is, minus
1: 160, but okay. I felt pretty strong that I probably won't lose that. I don't know if I can lose this one. This one is plus 155 to win, but I really think I'm going to push under four quarterbacks taken. Like there's not going to be five. Right. The only way I lose is if there's five quarterbacks taken in the first round. But I think there'll be four and I'll push, no big deal. But if by chance Love goes 33rd, I win plus 155. Like, I'm not sure what why they have that bet there. Right. I'm not a super smart better, but <laughs> shouldn't that number be three and a half and change be. the
0: number or something? Absolutely should be three and a half. No, that's a great bet because the worst yeah. you're going to do, five Can aren't going to go in the first round, so the worst you're going to do is push.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, I, so I put the backs on that. Thinking, eh, I mean, maybe there's five. Is Jake Fromm be a first-round pick? I don't think.
0: Even if there was five, it's such bigger odds that five go than three. So it's totally worth it. Totally worth
1: it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's my last one. And here's the one my buddy AJ keeps texting me about. He's worried about, which I'm not. Total Alabama players drafted in round one. So I think there's four locks. There's Wills. there's uh, There's two receivers. The number is five and a half. I went under at minus 130. Now McKinley and Diggs could both go, but they're the only two. So, it's back to the safety conversation. Diggs doesn't have a 40. Are six Bama guys going to go in the first round? I don't think.
0: Yeah, and six is the max, and it's probably more likely to have four than six.
1: Right, right. There's four locks. Yeah. Two wild cards that I say have about a 30% chance each. That sound about right to you? Yep. So, I'm in on that. I mean, a chance of both those guys going, it'd have to be like in the last five picks or so. I don't think.
0: There are some really good fun props here. Did you see the one about uh, if a if there will be a prospect shown drinking a beer? Yeah, <laughs> yes is plus two fifty on that one. Um, will any team not get their pick in on time? I think that's a guarantee. Yeah, and yes is plus one forty, but they have a pause. So I don't know if this counts for a pause or not, because the see, 15... I think it
1: was you that mentioned there. Somebody said, heard said they should have everyone should have one timeout.
0: Yeah, and essentially, that's the way it's going to be. They they said it's an honor system, but essentially, if your clock runs out, nobody can jump you. That's that's kind of the rule. It's not the rule, but it's an honor system. So if I'm a team and I want a guy and I think he might go and the clock is up, I'm still going to try to jump him. And if the league says, no, you can't, then okay. But these guys mm-hmm. are competitive. So the honor system, I don't know if that's going to work exactly. And some teams are going to be yeah, probably annoyed. Ass, like if one GM like, can't figure out the technology, another GM is going to be like, dude, I can their IT guys, I so so this GM's dumb. I that doesn't that shouldn't you know affect me. So I'm gonna go get my guy. Uh, another one is: Will a Twitter account be hacked from a draftee? Will a team executive lose power during the draft? So there's some really <laughs> That's guys. great. I mean,
1: yeah. what if there's a major storm in Houston or you know whatever?
0: What if a team can't get back online and it, and it knocks out like all of the failsafes because uh like. You'll have the GM. If he loses power, the failsafe for him is maybe the head coach or his second in charge, his scouting Mm -hmm. director guy. What if the whole neighborhood goes out? Yeah.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. That's crazy. I, I bet more of those things end up yes for those draft props you just mentioned than no. Or at least there's a few of them.
0: More cats or more dogs?
1: That make an appearance on the background. Yes. Dogs are more friendly. So there might be an equal amount in the households. But the dogs will come say hello.
0: For those of us who do podcasts, we know that cats are seen and dogs are heard. So That's very true. the dog will be off camera, but you'll hear him. And then, especially with the GMs and stuff, with the prospects, they'll have the dog on their lap or whatever. But a cat could be in the room and in the background. So I'll say cats will be seen more, dogs heard more.
1: Yeah. And the listening audience, I'm curious, how often do you guys hear my bird Larry, Larry Bird? He's (laughs) he's upstairs, but... He can be loud and he's not doesn't uh, listen to the rules.
0: I don't really ever hear Larry Bird, but I do (laughs) hear you cursing out your cat when he does his business in the in your podcasting studio area.
1: Yeah. And sometimes the other cat comes up and steals my chair and just like totally pushes me off. So (laughs) there's a battle here from time to time. We got to we got a wilderness.
0: We got to get to these Twitter Thursday (laughs) questions. You ready? Yeah, sure. Let's start with Mark here. He says, what's the prospect in selecting the host on the show? Presumably all 32 hosts covering their teams wanted to host the show. Was it a Royal Rumble-style fight and Brian Peacock won it? If so, what position did he enter the ring at?
1: Wow. (laughs) See, I read this question originally and thought, how did all the other respective hosts get their gig? And I'm not positive. That was all David Locke, obviously, I had a few recommendations because I was one of the first hires for the NFL side. And he said, you know anyone? And I gave five names of people I'd worked with in the past or whatever. And a lot of those guys got the gig. But to be very honest, and BP, I'm not even lying to you. I mean, you were kind of the only candidate. I mean, the guys, when we decided to go for two for Locked On NFL, we really wanted a setup man. You know, somebody that certainly knew The technology sides of things and where to put the ads and make it sound good and all that, which narrowed the field dramatically. And we needed somebody that was really knowledgeable about the game, too, that, you know, just wasn't a setup guy that we could talk about the tackles and all that kind of stuff. So you kind of came to the forefront, especially after organizing last year's draft extravaganza. That was a nice feather in your cap, by the way.
0: Right, and that, and, uh, that was the first that was time big. we had worked together is we did the, the draft right. special, the Locked On NFL Mock Draft in 2019, and then you went back to doing the show on your own, and then I came in uh, late in the summer before the season started, and then we started doing the show together. But, yeah, we had worked together before, so that was pretty was You pretty made your much, bones a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> um, something you don't know about behind the scenes is— I wasn't oh. gonna take the gig. I was like, "No, nah, I don't want to work with Williamson." And uh, Locke is like, "Well, look, we'll pay you. We'll pay you a lot of money to work Triple. with Williamson." And I was like, "Okay, I guess I'll, I guess I'll do it." <laughs> no, uh, but you
1: do have a lot on your plate. I, I, d- I mean, got a lot
0: going on, yeah, especially draft yeah. Uh, the that mock draft week, and because I'm doing the 49ers show, we do um, Google News updates and all these other things. So yeah, a lot going on in the podcast world for me, but it's fun. i, I love it. I'm glad we got put together doing the Locked On NFL Show, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because even from the beginning, we talked about doing a partner. You know, I mean, I I did my best work at ESPN with Ross Tucker and with you know with partners and guys like that. And it's better just to go back and forth. And frankly, five days a week, sometimes it was hard to belly up to my bar and be like, "What the hell am I going to talk about?" <laughs> yeah, it's hard that, to talk know? to
0: yourself sometimes. It's it's right. much easier the the tennis match of a conversation talking about balls, much easier and a lot more fun sometimes.
1: Absolutely. So I've been thrilled with the results. It's been great.
0: Let's see. Let's go to a Hendricks on Twitter. He says, why aren't scouts discussing the possibility of drafting Tua and essentially redshirting him next year, providing there's a season to let his body heal. If he is the second best quarterback in the draft, it makes sense to me. And, and I've heard this conversation where it's like, look, you're not worried about his hip for week one, year one. Anyway, he's going to be recovered from this injury in year two. When you really want him to be good, you might not even have a season this year. So why is the hip even that big of a deal? I've heard a lot of that question before. But uh, I think there's still some long-term questions because this isn't his only injury, right?
1: See, that's the thing to me is I do think what this you know Twitter question suggests has been mostly talked about. You're going to draft them with 2021 in mind, maybe a Mahomes-like rookie year. But everybody says that, and when you're zero and five, you throw the rookie in. You know, like it's easy to say that when you draft a guy. The Jags said, "Oh, Blake Bortles is never going to play his rookie year by week three or whatever he's in." Um, but I do think that has been mentioned as the best way of handling the Tua situation. And it's always been linked to Miami who isn't in win now mode, bring him along slow, let Fitz hold the fourth down as he did pretty well last year. Even the chargers could be in that situation with Tyrod. So I think that's the smart and prudent way to do it. And I think most teams look at it that way. Not like, Hey, Burrow's going to be our week one starter. But to your point, I'm not even sure it's the hip as much as overall durability questions. I mean, from what I understand, he's had five surgeries and he's not the biggest guy. He doesn't protect himself great. You know, he's had numerous different injuries. So I think it's more not, can he recover from this hip? It's, is he going to have a long career? Can he stay healthy? Can we count on him year after year with a 16 plus game schedule?
0: And he's almost too tough for his own good sometimes. He's one yeah. of those players where it's like, okay, we have to teach you to slide now because you're in the NFL and you can't get yourself hurt. I don't care how bad you there want you that know. extra yard. You got to go feet first. Uh, don't worry about tackling the guy, even though you're really pissed off because you just threw an interception. Don't throw your head around there because he'll he'll get in there on a tackle too. It's like, yeah, try to try to push him out of bounds or angle him to another player to tackle him, but like, calm down. Don't get yourself even more hurt because that's the kind of brand of football he plays, and you love him for it. But he there there's a, a concerning string of injuries, and I don't think teams are even worried about how he's going to be as a rookie health wise. They're worried about him and his career ending in his twenties instead of, you know, until he's forty.
1: Yeah, or missing six games every year. Right. You know, I yeah. mean, just can we count on you week after week? Is, is your body built for this? Not everyone's is.
0: And you don't know what the medicals are gonna look like. It's going to make mock drafts that much more wrong this year. And another thing with mock drafts uh is not that many teams just go straight need as we expect. And it's a lot, It's really easy to say, oh, this team's biggest need is this. Who's the best player here? Let's plug them in there. And teams do crazy stuff. Some teams don't see the need that everyone else sees because GMs brought in all the players on their team. They might like a lot of these guys a lot more than fans do and, and think that their roster is really set at a position group and a lot more GMs, especially early in the draft, go best player rather than just strictly for need. So a lot of these mock drafts could be wildly off this year more than ever because there's a lot less information.
1: Yeah, and really that's a smart way of doing it. A lot of people won't realize that the guy they drafted in the fifth round last year was pretty darn good behind the scenes and is ready to become a starter unless you are really dialed in with that team. And ideally, people, maybe the outside the first round, but ideally you're drafting for a year from now. You know, the guys are going to be free agents. You know, you're, you're really looking down the road.
0: We're pretty much out of time here, Matt. Yeah, this was a fun show, though. Yeah. Happy draft day all. Happy draft Hello. day, everybody. Hopefully things go extremely well for your teams. Um, I think you have to also be mentally prepared going into this thing that the player you really want your team to draft is going to fall to your team and they're still not going to take them. So not gonna be prepared him, right? for those kind of things. Don't get too wrapped up in one player because what happens tonight is probably going to shock you.
1: <laughs> it always does. It makes it so fun.
0: Absolutely. All right. Uh, thanks, Matt. It's fun stuff. Enjoy the draft, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down everything that happened in round one right here, Locked On NFL.